right. So yeah. what do you want to start off with? I'll probably I'll probably just start it right here and just say we got some exciting news for all of our audience. Uh, Are we starting? Yeah, we could just get it from here. Okay. What we have is we finally got an intro jingle. Um, so we'll play it in a second. Hopefully you guys like it. If not, searching got on because this we paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna use it. Uh, shout out to the homie Xavier Barrios, Andrew Barrios for for the jingle. And yeah, we could probably just intro it like that. Let's see what we got. Let's go. Hell yeah. Welcome back to Goal Sided. I'm so pumped I could like run through a wall after yeah, that. It sounds like a little FIFA intro or something. That's kind of the vibe that we wanted, right? Like some ultras chance or like a something that you could hear FIFA type vibes, right? To kind of get us going. I guess so, you excited too as a listener. Excited. Yeah, so hopefully you guys don't crash your cars if you're listening to this. <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoy that little intro that we got. But we got a lot to cover today, man. Uh, yeah. Just kind of going over some hot topics. The U.S. men's national team, a lot of no- a lot of noise coming out of it. Some misdemeanors. Yeah, some. Some misdemeanors. Uh, some people playing well in Europe uh, in the Champions League, right? Orlando City beating Sacramento Republic. So we'll go over that. A bit that. of drama there, too. A, little, a lot of drama there. All Everything that's going on with Liga Mekis leading up to the final call-ups for the World Cup with El Tata Martino at the Cruz Azul game. Uh, all the wrong people scoring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything going on in the Premier League. Graham Potter coming in for uh, Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel out the door. Craziness. Uh, what else did we want to cover? Um, everything Champions League, right? Atletico, crazy game. United beating my Arsenal. I'll cry about that later. Chicharito not being able to score a penalty <laughs> kick to give his team the win. But a whole bunch of stuff. So let's get into it, yeah? Let's do it. What do you think the easiest thing is just going over uh the elephant in the room, Miles Robinson getting a misdemeanor? Yeah. You looked I into saw it. that and well, I just looked into the comments, you know, I was, it was all on Twitter. And supposedly he got um a misdemeanor because he didn't want to pay for a shot, an alcohol shot. That. And that he thought it was a free shot, a shot on the house. It ended up not being that way. I'm t- so have you ever gotten a shot on the house? Um, yeah, I have, but they clearly tell you, "Hey, this oh, yeah. is on the house." Yeah, and they like set I got it you. on your table. But at or, the same time, if you get a shot on the house, or like if it's not on the house, they if they tell you it's not on the house, why why would you get upset? Like like so upset to the point where you get the calls called on you. Yeah, and now you got a misdemeanor. Yeah, but at the same time, bartenders, it's a shot. Yeah. Seven dollars, eight dollars, maybe. Yeah. But at the same time, hey, Miles Robertson, your high profile player. Yeah. Pay for the damn shot. But how many was he already in? Oh, uh, that's true. You know, yeah. you're two, three in, you're invincible at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I can only imagine the ego of a US men's national team player. And he's injured right now, so Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just pay for the shot, man. Come on. It makes you look bad now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, I mean I've never been in a situation where I had to uh, argue with the bartender over a free shot or not a free shot because nobody gives me free shots. But yeah, that's 
that's crazy. But I, just another person to, uh, what do they call it? Prison FC? Yeah. Have, have you seen that? No. Breaking Bad? No, no, no. Oh. Just on Twitter, people will call, um, they'll just. Oh, like the guy from. Uh, they'll just add, they'll just add people to this like imaginary team of players that are in prison been or in have prison. been in prison. Yeah. And they call out uh, El Gato Ortiz from Monterrey back in the day. The guy with the crazy eyes. Uh-huh. He, he got, he was sent to prison for um, drug trafficking. He's oh, a narco. Shit. And, and then, then Joao Malek. Joao Malek for too. unfortunately murdering somebody. Yeah. Drunk driving. Yeah. Marcos Alonso. What? For what? He drunk drove and killed somebody too. También? Yeah. Cheese. Uh, Greenwood? Mason Greenwood. What was his? Uh, like domestic violence oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's the one that's still ongoing, right? And then Basuma. Uh-huh. The dude that he's with Chelsea? Tottenham, Tottenham. Uh, was he the one that beat up his cat or dog or something? No, that was Kurt Zuma, oh, right? Okay, ex yeah, Chelsea. Zuma. That's with West Ham. Yeah, I, I think, think that's the guy. Yeah, center back. He he kicked the cat. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, that's pretty fucked. To take it down on your cat, that's pretty wild. But yeah, Prison FC gets another another person. Wild. Uh, but moving on, keeping the U.S. Vibe Orlando City versus our local Sacramento Republic. Shout out to Sacramento Republic for the run they had. Yeah, for making it all the way. They took out our Quakes. Yeah. Uh, they took out LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy and then they took out Sporting Kansas City. Yep. Which those are not small feats by any means, right? Uh, no. Um, the comment I was watching the game. I don't know if you you saw the game. I saw but, like the second half. <clears throat> uh, one of the commentators was like so-and-so is worth three times more than how much Sacramento Republic makes in a year. Like the whole team. Yeah. Oh, like how much they make in revenue. I mean, yeah. Orlando has Facundo Torres. The, I think it was him. Yeah, the, the Uruguayan guy. Yeah. He just got signed for like a record amount. Uh, yeah. They have Junior Urso. Um, they have, uh, what's their keeper's name? Um, Pedro Gallese. Oh, Pedro Gallese, the Peruvian. Yeah, and... Those guys make monsters amount of money a year. Yeah, and it's crazy. That's why we give, well, I like to give so much props to the USL side, Sacramento Republic, because, you know, they're, it's considered a second division team, but you, you know, the, they played so well. I saw the first half, their defenders were on point. Um, they tried to go for the counterattack. Uh, they had a, a single forward who just seemed to, you know, his job was to try and get in behind with the speed mm-hmm. and give a, a high pressure. But they did so well up until that mistake the defender had. Uh, Two of them. Ca- that caused the first goal. After the first goal, I was like, bro. Like, it's over. They're yeah. not going to score. It's like a different mindset, right, when you're down and you're a lower division team. And you know there's a difference, you know, a major difference between. How and much you're at their home, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the same defender gave up the first goal and then caught. he was the one that committed the foul for the, for the second PK. Wow. Uh, so it's a little rough. Um, yeah, it was disappointing, but they tried their best. But they, uh, they also have Rodrigo Lopez, this like eternal USL stud striker. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. Appar- he used, apparently, he like debuted with Chivas USA, I think. Oh, wow. So what I really liked is that they they did cover some of the stories of some of these guys, right? They're not just nobodies, right? They're right. they're in a very high level soccer environment, right? Um, I did see a lot of people on Twitter being like, they need to. 
uh, call out more of their story versus just saying like, oh, this guy used to play at this MLS team. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, like um, their center mid, Luis Felipe, was from the Quakes. Okay. Two, three seasons ago. I think Almeida's first season was his last season or something with the Quakes. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty solid center mid. Uh, Is uh, he the Spaniard? He's uh, Brazilian. Oh, okay. I saw they had a Spaniard who came out like in the second half, like minuto yeah. 60 or something like that. Who I thought, yeah, who I thought was doing really well in the center mid, who was controlling and giving Sacramento Republic breathing room whenever they did have the ball. And he was being trying to be smart with it. Yeah. I mean, they held on for as long as they could, right? Yeah. But yeah, the, I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, they should uh, give them the spotlight, right? They made it all the way to the final. Yep. Right. Uh, they should give them a little bit more spotlight on who they are. And then, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll see some of these guys come back up to. Who was the last team to win it? Um, another USL side, probably in the late 2000s, won the US Open. And they said it on the broadcast. I just. Portland forgot. Timbers? No, it was a USL side. Portland Timbers, I believe, was USL before. Really? I don't know. Uh, we'll figure that out. We'll do our homework. This will be that. our fact, our, our, uh, Fact check of the day to figure that out. But yeah, shout out to Sac Republic. I know they have a big fan base and they always pack in their stadiums. What do you think of like the train of thought that people have when your team gets eliminated and then that team makes it all the way that eliminated your team? So like we're Quakes fans Mm -hmm. and Sac Republic beat the Quakes and then they went on to make it all the way there. And there's like people that have the train of thought of like, oh, the Quakes would have been there. Right at the final, there's no saying that they would have. They could have gotten smacked by LA Galaxy or by Sporting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think? Do you think the <laughs> the Quakes would have made it all the way? Um, they are kind of like a cup team, right? Like, no, I kind of don't give it much thought to that. Oh, what could have? Mm-hmm. Um, you know that if because at the end of the day, it's a game. It's a ninety minute game, or. If you win it, you win it. There's no point in you saying, oh, but my team got eliminated by the eventual champions. Yeah, that's the tough thing, too. It's like you would have made it and you would have gone smacked anyways. So it doesn't matter. It's like there's just no point. Like, you know, maybe next time make it. That's my thought on that. True, true. What do you think of? uh, Did you see Chicharito's Panenka? Oh, yeah. That was his jokes for that one. He's funny for that one. Do you He's see a, him, like, apologizing after? Yeah, like, I mean, pro- I get pro- props to him for that, for at least apologizing, but I, I mean, players know. usually don't apologize, right? They just, I mean, you messed up and you just move on, right? Yeah, and a lot of people were giving him praise for actually apologizing yeah. and saying, you know, this is why he's one of my favorite Mexican soccer players because he's accountable to his actions. But at the same time, I just, I'm just like, bro, like, you could have won the three points, they needed it too. With that, with those three points, they would have gone to a uh, playoff spot. Yeah, the last playoff spot. They're or actually one point away because they're at thirty nine now. Portland has forty two. They would have gone to forty one. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah. But like, I did want to ask you in the situation. He scored two goals in that game, mm-hmm. and they were two two. And then he has a three two, and then he messes it up. You blame him for it, right? But like. This is uh, kind of that paradox that you have with the strikers. It's like they're the ones that score the goals, but then they also win you the game. And he scored the goals, but he didn't win the game, right? And like sometimes it can get pretty awkward to be like, 
oh, you messed it up, but it's like I scored the only goals that we had, right? Yeah, I get that. That's why it's more funny and yeah. not like, damn, like I'm upset. I mean, I take it we're not LA Galaxy fans, but at the same time, <laughs> like, I think he's done it like at least one other time uh, in the season. And Opanenka? Yeah, and he scored yeah. it. So, like, it just he just happened to miss this one. But the way he did it, like, if he would have scored it, he would have got the three points. Like, the scenario. Yeah. Which. At that point, just put it away, right? Yeah, that goal, you know, means. Then, yeah. Makes me kind of upset. <laughs> or more funny than upsetting. Yeah, but, but, yeah, it is pretty funny. Anything else you got MLS-wise? Um, well, the drama with Orlando and Sacramento, I don't know if we talked about it. When they were spying on on Sacramento. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Well, I saw. I don't know if you saw any confirmation of this, but people were saying that they were practicing like at a public area. Oh, and that it was like, if I wanted to, I could walk by and see it. Really, but then I also saw that the Orlando, um, the SAC coaching staff or whatever approached whoever was spying. Apparently, mm-hmm. and for those that don't know. Apparently, leading up to the game, uh, Sac Republic doing their practices in the area, they were they found a uh, Orlando City coaching staff member spying, quote unquote spying, allegedly spying on the game on their game planning and their practicing. One of the one of the comments I've seen is that there was they were in an open area yeah. in like a park, right? So yeah. like anybody can go, but like why would a Orlando City person be there? Yeah, uh, and then I also heard that uh, they approached the person and told them to leave, and they would not leave. Yeah, I mean, you already have so much money spending, like the d- disparity between the two clubs. Oh yeah, and then you also go and spy on on them, like, bro, like, come on. I know. <laughs> it just the first thing that came to my mind was that if I was wondering, like, I was wondering if the Orlando team told their coach, like, the coaching staff was all just like, what kind of tricks were they doing to get all the way here? Like, they couldn't just watch the games and see what they were doing yeah and so they sent like the lackey to go and watch the game and be like get whatever magic they've got and tell us how to stop it yeah it's kind of childish yeah yeah it's awkward yeah it's awkward there you go it's super awkward to get caught and still not want to leave like true (laughs) true true our quakes won 2-0 over vancouver i went to that game it was hot oh really the bay area is freaking hot right now how was the game though? It was all. It, it was a little boring. Yeah, was, I mean, Vancouver is not the most exciting team. The Quakes brought in their new center back Rodriguez. So Did was, he play? Yeah, he started. Um, uh-huh. Which I mean, shout out to the Quakes. They they re- revamped the whole back line. They got Rodriguez played now. They have Carlos Acapo, I believe is his last name, the outside back, uh, who's Taking now over. in the city. He should be starting. Pretty soon, or playing pretty soon. Taking over Marcos Lopez's side? He's on the other side. Okay. And then um, they got a Peruvian cat who's going to be playing. It's interesting. They got rid of Marcos Lopez, who was the starter for Peru. Yeah. But in the game against Australia, some other dude started, uh-huh. and that's the guy that the Quakes got. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he was playing in... Um, the Peruvian. In a, no, in a French... In a really good French team. Oh, okay. They're kicking out Paul Marie from the left side. I think they're just going to go back to the bench position, him and Tommy Thompson, mm. which, I mean, I would love for them to get as much playing time as my heart could possibly imagine. But, 
at the end of the day, they're getting really solid players. The One of them is from Cadiz. Like, you're playing first division ball. You're, mm-hmm. You know what's happening, right? Cadiz in Spain. Yeah. That's three people in their back line of four. They already have Nathan there. So pretty solid. Basically revamped the whole back line. Yeah. So hopefully some clean sheets coming for the Quakes. Hopefully, because JT Marcinkowski does pretty well. He's pretty. Yeah, he's he's solid. He has pretty good keeper. stats compared to like the amount of shots that he takes in. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Better since last few seasons. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Portland beating Atlanta t- United 2-1. Well, we had talked about this. Uh, I I think we shared the tweet. Joseph Martinez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting into an altercation more of drama. some sorts. More and more drama. Put we're not even on. like doing stats anymore. We're just doing drama. <laughs> uh, Joseph Martinez getting into an altercation with Gonzalo Pineda, their head coach of Atlanta United. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and now Joseph Martinez is suspended for one week. So I thought he was just being a clown and threw the table. Yeah, he he threw it. He threw a table with like uh, chicken and rice or something. Yeah, which I mean, don't don't waste the food like that. Right, and just I'm just confused. Like, why would you be doing that? Like, yeah, apparently they got into some verbal altercation, upset at each other, because Joseph Martinez hasn't been playing that much, right? But he did go in against Portland and he scored like close to the last minute, but they were already down two zero. Yeah, um, but he hasn't been starting as much as. I assume he would expect, especially because he's still a he's still a designated player. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you would think that he would be getting the big time minutes. And you know, Tata Martino had said some really good stuff about Pineda and his yeah. his staff, how they work, and um, how he got he went to the, basically schooling in Seattle and was under uh, the Seattle head coach. Yeah, and yeah. that's how he. Um, got the Atlanta United job. Well, he played in Seattle, stayed there as, as a co- part of the coaching staff, and now it's his first major gig with mm-hmm. Atlanta. Or Brian Schmetzer. Yeah, and um, they've always talked good stuff about him and his work ethic and his staff. That This is surprising. It almost makes me feel like it's Joseph Martinez, something yeah. of but his that, character. But, I mean, it also depends kind of what the argument was about. Yeah. I'm assuming the argument was something along the lines of like, hey, we're not winning and I'm probably one of the highest paid players on the team and I'm not being put in. And it probably came right after that where he scored. Yeah. Right. And he's playing like on average almost like 30 minutes a game over the past month, two months. A lot of people I saw online were saying like, he's not really worth what he's bringing to the team and the drama that's coming out of it in the past year, mm-hmm. especially since an injury. So a lot of people were saying, you know what, just terminate his contract and get another star forward. Yeah. Right. Because at the same time, if you're only playing him 30 minutes a game and he's one of the highest paid players, use that money towards somebody that you can play 90 minutes and that hopefully helps you. Doesn't bring the drama. True. Because right now they have um, Ronaldo Cisneros, ex from Chivas as their striker. And they kind of just piece together whatever they can around him. They have studs. They have... Diego Almada, who's apparently might get called up to the Argentina team for the World Cup. Wow. They have uh, Arujo, the Brazilian dude. They have studs around him. They just I need think, to start. I think they just need to put a little something together. And a striker might help. But that's wild. Yeah. Coach striker drama is never good. No. I think that's enough of MLS. 
scout too. Some good, some crazy stuff happened in Mexico. Um, let, we can start off with something simple. Tata was at the Cruz Azul Monterrey game. Yeah, which is wild. Was it three two? Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest thing I would see on on Twitter were people calling out that all of the wrong people were scoring because everyone has like this understanding that Tata thinks that Gallardo's very good, uh-huh. that Luis Romo's very good, that Antuna's a god, right? And that Tata doesn't understand that they're not because he doesn't go to the games. Mm-hmm. And people complain about it when he's in Argentina. Se la pasa en Argentina. Yeah. And now he went to the Cruz Azul Monterrey game and Antuna, Gallardo, and Luis Romo all scored. Crazy. <laughs> so it's people just... were like, I think the one that people were most scared of is Gallardo starting at the World Cup. But people were like, oh, no, now he's going to start Gallardo every single game. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, you know. I mean, it's great that players are doing well, better. right? That they're, they're yeah, they scored, right? Yeah. But it's if if it does take into play in his uh in his understanding and thought process, that low key sucks. Yeah. Like there's a lot of young cats that are coming up pushing for those spots. And if this uh really really does convince Tata that all of a sudden these guys are killers or something, that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's kind of sad, too. Yeah, totally. All of a sudden, they want to be good. I, it, I, It's like when, you know, those memes, like when your girl comes to your game, and then you all of a sudden start, like, blocking hella crazy and scoring. Yeah, that's what happened. Thought that was their girl at the game, and they want their spot. Yeah. Right? They're not thinking, like, oh, I suck. I should just sit aside. No, they want it. Yeah. You want to talk about Chivas Tijuana? Yeah, this game, I was just watching it, and this is an average game. Um, I didn't think anything was, was major. Chivas came 2-1, to one, but in the last, literally, I think it was the 90th minute, um, Tijuana shoots a shot, and then one of the Chivas defenders, um, the he, ball bounced off yeah, of his foot. Yeah, he tried to trap foot. it. He tried to trap it, bounced off of his foot, and went towards his arm. Yeah. which was a w- away from his body yeah. in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. So now, I think that's a clear penalty. What do you think? It depends on how you interpret it, right? Mm-hmm. The ref apparently said that it went foot, thigh, arm, and that piece where it goes thigh is like like nulls out that it, it like that it goes to your arm, hits it, and it's kind of like too close to call, apparently, uh-huh. right? Did but, it... His- his thigh? Yeah, that's what I was seeing on the replay. Oh, okay. I couldn't see it. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like super closely paying attention. But um, in other ways that they've interpreted the rule in the past has been if it's going in the direction that it can be like dangerous towards goal and you use the arm as an advantage, no matter what, it's a penalty. Yeah. Right? I think the only the only kind of workaround to it or loophole to that was like if you slide and you need it, the apoyo to like hold yourself before falling and yeah. it hits that arm. I think they say that one's fine. Um, but apparently, I don't know. I, I would think that the ref had the right discretion there. Um, but VAR did call him for a reason, right? Yeah. Cause they, double check it. Cause they, I, I mean, a lot of people say that VAR calls the rest because they think they're wrong. Right, and oh, then they yeah. t- they put it in front of them. They're like, "Benejo, there it is. You're clearly wrong, or it's close enough that we think you might be wrong." Yeah, right? yeah. Which but, 
I thought he was wrong, but you know. Yeah. I'm a Chivas fan, so I'll yeah. I'll not weigh in here. <laughs> but it would have been two two to two if if uh Tijuana would have scored that penalty. Yeah, but thankfully it's not. It wasn't. So what positions does that Chivas, Chivas turn in seventh? Wow. They turned it up. They were just like in freaking to say 18th, but that's dead last. How many wins, like in, ties, and losses they got? Chivas has four wins, seven ties, and two losses. Wow. So that's, you know, want to know a fun fact? Chivas is the least scored on team in the league by a considerable amount. They have nine goals scored on. I mean, con- not considerable to the second and third, but like to some of these teams, Querétaro, 25 goals scored against. Cruz Azul, 31 goals scored against. And Chivas has nine. Yeah. That's pretty wild. The goal differential six. They don't they just aren't scoring as much. Right. So no no están metiendo goles, but they're also not scoring. Yeah, but I mean lately they've been game managing, right? You score a goal, you kind of take care of that lead, you score two goals, you take care of the lead. Where but do you see him going? I think they can make it to semis. It's the semis? Yeah. Okay. It, I mean if they if they win out, they can maybe get to like Five or six. I mean, the goal would be to get to four because you get a buy. Right. Right. You don't want to lose in that repechaje game. Um, so if they can win, I'm assuming they're trying to win out so they can make it top four and just chill. Uh, but I think they can make it out of the repechaje rounds because they'll probably play somebody like Leon San Luis, who have been kind of getting wrecked lately. San Luis uh, is pretty good. They're San Luis not, is solid. Yeah. Air America wrecked them 3-0. I mean, yeah, but there was a lot of like, like ref help. No, not Red Hell. Come on, we're a good team. <laughs> but there was a lot of like um, descuidos, the yeah. parte de la América, that if San Luis would have scored, they would have put us in trouble. Well, I think trouble. they, I think they got two goals called off. What I think they only got one. The header, right? No, they scored the header. There was another one that it was three zero. How did they score the header? No, it was three one. No, three zero. Three zero. Yeah, oh, that then that it was the header. that header was called back by Abel Hernandez for. For a foul, uh, oh, he pushed off. He pushed off on Estrarajo, oh, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. dude went flying. I remember now. Um, yeah, uh, the San Luis team is good. Yeah, and they can be dangerous in a tough game, especially with like the typical Liga Mekis where they just got like one or two killers up top, like Abel Hernandez, and they have Facundo Waller on the other side. Um, but yeah, I think I think Chivas can take one of them out. Then you're in cuartos already. You just got to win one more. Yeah. But to, I think they'll to, reach cuartos, maybe. Yeah, that'd be tough. And then be done. Passing because cuartos is going to be tough. You got Tigres, you got Monterrey, you got America. Who else is good? Um, Pachuca. Pachuca is Puebla. good. Puebla. Yeah. Because they would, if they, if they. So you got four teams there. If they end up fifth or sixth, and then they win in the repechaje, and then they make it to the regular playoff they would put, they would play like right now a Pachuca or Tigres yeah which would be very tough yeah and then you always got like um teams that show up like Leon in the Liguilla yeah yeah so. and Leon is sneaking in yeah that's kind of yeah they're usually kind of scary and then Pumas won their first game yeah against Querétaro that <laughs> I think it was like 4-1 yeah it's not saying too much but but yeah I mean they got their first dub of the season Dani Alves came out with like a tweet, like a motivational tweet, being oh, like, 
I don't know. I might even look it up right now. Because but. he's been getting battered. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, they had Dineno, two goals. Two goals, yeah. And then uh, do you see that everyone does that celebration with your homie where you do the freaking... Oh, really? The Dragon it? Ball Z thing. The, or like oh, the, the one with the fusion uh, thing. Joseph and Chucky used to do it with Chucky and... Uh, Chucky and Eric Gutierrez, uh-huh. yeah. The, then, like Where you like fuse together. Yeah. Um, he did it. Salvio and... Del Prete, those two new guys that that uh-huh. Pumas got, and I was like, of course the new Argentinos do it. Bruh. What did I'm gonna try to find that what Daniel Alves said? That's something about like you you never give up, and then things go your way or some shit. It's like, come on, you be good at that. He did give an assist, so not too bad, not too bad. Oh, uh, Tigres. Yeah, Tigres. we were talking about that. Cordova is freaking turning it on. Yeah. Under Miguel Herrera, he's been turning it up. Um, he scored a beautiful free kick. Yeah, and it just reminds me, starting to remind me of that old Cordoba. He's really good with both of his feet, which yeah. makes him special. Or, but with America, he was that good, but he was always inconsistent, right? And then with yeah. Tigres, he just not even inconsistent, just bad. He was bad at first, yeah, at first. And I think Piojo, that's probably why he kept him out and put Vigon over him. Uh huh. But now. He's looking like the best player. Him and Tovin. Tovan. Tovan, yeah. He's been killing it too. And then Gignac, I heard he got booed the other day by his own fans. And then he ended up scoring. He scored. This and then, game. yeah. He got, he got booed. Yeah. I heard it on a transmission. I think the game they played before this. Oh, the America game. They said it on there. They were like, he just got booed. Um, Must have been the previous game. They sh- uh, So... I, it's just crazy because he's been an idol for so long. He's like, an idol. He's <laughs> this is the worst word to use, but he's like almost like a like a mascot, like a almost like a not like a talisman, but like he's like a an image of something, right? Like mm-hmm. I I would think with Tigres he'd be like untouchable. Yeah, he's like when you think of America, you think of like Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, and so Tigres is Guinean. And yeah. he's there. He's a living legend. And he's the top scorer for the club. Yeah. Ever. And I mean, I mean, I understand, like, if the club's not doing as hot as you want, you hold certain people accountable. But, like, Jesus Christ, that guy, yeah. he's also, like, 34. It's, I mean, 34 is not too bad, but for a striker. 36. Oh, yeah, 36. That's a little older. worse. <laughs> yeah, he's getting older. But, um, yeah, America, for sure, title contenders. To the final, they should be. What do you think of all the rumors of people saying that America is getting a bunch of breaks from the ref right now? I didn't see any. There's the the foul, and then there were I think in, was in the foul. previous game there was like, <laughs> uh, oh the sendejas roja. Oh yeah, no, I've I've seen that video so many times, and it's just he got the ball, he lunged for the ball, and he his foot rolled on top of the ball. Yeah, his foot rolled off, and then he cleated the crap out of some guy's yeah. high ankle. Yeah. Which, if you go directly at the high ankle, is a straight red prison. Yeah. Take away your rights. Take away your car, <laughs> everything. But right. he didn't. I don't feel like it was bad intention. So that's one of the the like yeah, checklists whenever yeah. you need you get a red card. Did you put the other person in danger, and did you do it intentionally, or was it... I don't know. I just well, I mean, one of the criteria is fuerza desmedida, right? Which right. is like 
like uncontrolled strength or, or right. like uh, like the movement that you have poses a danger because you just went in way too hard. Yeah. Which by that definition, it was. <laughs> it just sucks because he lunged for the ball, got the ball. Yeah. His foot rolled over the ball. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess the argument that people make to that is like he was going too hard in where like he went through the ball. Sure. You got ball. But then you like straight up cleated homeboy. But playing soccer, have you ever gone soft on a no on a no? Yeah, you but always I mean, have to go. Those are the ones where like it could have gone either way. Like he could have gotten the red, and you're just like, man, it sucks that you slipped, and then you almost broke that guy's leg. Yeah, I guess if he would have gotten a red, I would have been like, damn, like that sucks. But you can't really but argue. Yeah, too you much. shouldn't. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think the ref at the end of the day probably did it to the rule which is he got ball he wasn't going straight for leg they he did get a yellow yeah it's not like he they were just like foul and play on or no foul play on yeah it was probably the most borderline yellow you could have gotten yeah definitely and speaking of sendejas uh fifa's probing into there may be some uh foul on some malfeasance yeah of uh, some foul play the Mexican Federation calling Sendejas for an Ecuador and Guatemala game. It was a friendly game, so it wasn't sanctioned by FIFA. Mm-hmm. But FIFA is claiming or investigating, saying that he should have done the one-time switch yeah, from the U.S. to Mexico. I was seeing on Twitter that people were saying that apparently he got the document like boarding a bus after like an America game, that they wanted him to sign it ahead of the game. That he was going to get called up for. Mm-hmm. And that I guess he said, like, let me do the my research. And then um, they were just like, oh, no, 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 no. That guy hates us. Yeah. Which is, I mean, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do which, that to him. I, I'm sure they're going to find a whole bunch of stuff. Like, they probably under the table were trying to get him to switch. And then he was just like, no, I need my time. And they didn't want to respect that. And, like. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be a whole shit show. That and the at, Federation's wild. At the end of the day, I just hope he makes the, the best decision for himself. Because uh, we're, well, you're Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. You if you could have played for both. So you can't really be mad at one person for... Yeah, you got to respect their ability to play for both and then figure it out later. Yeah. Right? And you're kind of forcing him... You're forcing your hand Forcing up. him to join the the main squad, which... I mean, might be a very good convincing factor if the U.S. won't give him that spot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't force him and be like, you got to give up the U.S. now. Yeah, you right? can't like, do that. That's, if it were a, a youth squad, he probably would do it no problem, no questions asked because he wouldn't have to sign that paperwork. And then he was straight up. He was like, hey, like I need time to think about my decision. It's a life-changing decision when he does make choose a side. Um, so... Mexico should have respected that and should have called them. Oh, he just wants to, I don't know, whatever they call them, saying that it's interesado or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were saying that he, that he was only like, very, he only cared about himself, right? And that yeah. like he wasn't, Tata was saying that he didn't want players that like didn't care more for the team than for themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn, those are some harsh words for this cat. And I saw, the America coach came out and defended him. Yeah. And we're like, you guys need to respect him. 
need to like give him his time and all these things. And then a whole bunch of pundits on ESPN or Football Picante were like, "Yeah, we want El Tan Ortiz, the Mexican uh, America America coach, to be the Selección Mexicana's coach because of how well he speaks." And oh, because well he, he de- like defends his he players. held up he yeah he did well in that situation and how he's been they've been winning and it's they also crazy. were losing right <laughs> right before they were right winning. Um, it's just it's crazy but those fools jumped to conclusions so they just want to make headlines bro Alvaro Morales that fool he's I'll swing funny. That on site. he's funny I nah. I like him but yeah he says some wild shit he he's funny but like he pisses players off oh yeah I saw. Pulido came out and like told them, like, dog, you need to shut up. He backed up Daniel Alves. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he told the, he was backing up Daniel Alves because Alvaro oh, yeah. Morales was like, he's trying to be the new uh, Fight Delson. Yeah. He's just trying to create drama because there's nobody that's doing that that's big name right now other than Fight Delson. But he was just like, Dani Alves fracasado, worst thing in the world. Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no gray area. It's just either he's doing good or he's the worst thing. Yeah. And uh, Pulido came out and was like, "Now nah, you can't be talking like that. That fool's done more than you've ever done in your life. Yep. And you've never played soccer. And look at that big belly you got. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Yeah. Come for his life. Shall we do European ball? Yeah. What do you got? A lot of Champions oh, League being no, played, no, no, a lot of no, Conference no, no. League Let's being played. Talk about your Arsenal, our oh, brother. <laughs> nah, that's for the next episode. Nah. Once they win again, <laughs> <laughs> no, we got kind of knocker moment, and I can't even say I'll wait till next week to see if they win because EPL got canceled. Oh yeah, because of the Queen. Because RIP the Queen. RIP the Queen. Yeah, yeah. no, no ball this week. Um, but yeah. I'll face the music. Arsenal lost a, a good Manchester United side all of a sudden. Yep. I think Arsenal got exposed. Um, yep. They went in with the same lineup, right? You don't touch a lineup that wins. But you could tell that they needed more. I think all the players are good, but like having Ben White on the right side versus having a natural wing to like help out your... Uh, as a natural right back to help out your wing probably affected a lot of it right and then united was just good on the counter yeah the one thing i agree with everything that you just said but the one thing that i'm gonna say pause is that man united was a better team i'm gonna defend your arsenal for a second arsenal just to me watching the game watching the highlights i felt like arsenal was just they haven't had real competition to where they can actually be exposed. I still think they're a really good team and they're yeah. a top four team, but I feel like they were kind of like, like an 18 year old team playing like a 21 year old team. Yeah. Where like, you can see the difference that, okay, they made mistakes and they, they were, cause they attacked. And then I just feel like maybe next time around or against a better team or sorry, against another team that's equally as good as them or if not better um they'll have a better game yeah um because manchester united just feels to me like they're really inspired uh ten hog took out maguire took out cristiano ronaldo and said this is how i want us to play brought in um uh what was the right midfielder that just came from ajax 
um, the Brazilian that scored the first goal. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Um, and they just, they're just inspired. And Rashford is doing really well. Yeah, he um, scored a brace. Past season. And it just, to me, you're getting a lot of Rashford, who was last season, was like in a dark place, didn't know what to do yeah. or how to go about his, his day. Um, and he said it in an interview. Eric Ten Hag was like, now Marcus Rashford comes in happy yeah, to practice. That makes sense. So that's the beginning of everything. If your players aren't happy, that they don't believe in you, and you don't do what you have to do as a coach to inspire them, then they won't win. They won't be a good team, even though they've been spending so much money yeah. United this past few seasons. Yeah, because no matter who you bring in, they're going to come in and see that nobody's happy, and they're going to be like, like what, what did I get into? Toxic yeah. locker room. But I'm going to backtrack. I did not say that United play better either. I said they had the, op- I didn't even say they had the opportunity, but they had the opportunities and they capitalized. And once you're under against a good team that is learning how to play well, like mm-hmm. Ten Hag is teaching them how to play well, they're not going to lay, they're not going to give up goals either because that back line is solid right now mm-hmm. because he's instilled what Lisandro Martinez, what Dalot and all the new guys are doing back there, taking out Harry Maguire mm-hmm. and, I found it really difficult for Arsenal to come back once they were down. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, dude, this is not this is not going to be good. Yeah, and you kind of felt it mm-hmm. until Arsenal scored, and you were like, oh, okay, maybe they do got Yeah, the 1-1 was good, and I was like, we got this. Yeah, Because Arsenal was dominating. They have that fluid movement that they always have, right? They move from left to right. But at the moment that they uh, got down 2-1, I was just like, I was like, if United just can... If they just kill them with these counters, if they kill them with the movement that Rashford has, I was like, it's going to be tough because Arsenal has to be a lot more clinical, which Gabriel Jesus has been helping out a lot with. Mm-hmm. But at times they did look like last year's Arsenal where they held the ball all game, but they just could not put it in the net. Yeah. And they, they did have their opportunities. Yeah, they did. They made a, they had make a few saves. Yeah. He was a monster. But... It's crazy because a few days later now, Manchester United lost in the Europa League. Yeah, and so what was the change? We also see that. The change was Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo at striker. I which did. is, I mean, it's I, clear. That Rashford is the striker when he's in there, and they've been winning every game. And then Ronaldo goes in, and he has to play more of a post, right? Yeah. Than, than like running behind. Yeah, running behind or just being involved. Yeah, yeah. And or pressing even. Yeah, when you don't have the ball, um, I didn't see the highlights, so I didn't. I don't really. I yeah, didn't I see didn't the get game. to see them either. But, it's but just they did rough. lose, and uh, Chelsea, lost. Chelsea v West Ham. What were your thoughts on that game? Let me look at the score. I don't know why I'm blanking on that score. Uh, oh yeah, Kai Havertz, Havertz scored, scored at the scored. very, very end. Yep, and not even that could save Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, that too. But let's talk about the game because. The the Mendy's his involvement on the first goal I could I thought he had he could have done better <clears throat> he just seemed lost and then Kukureya was in the mix too oh, ended yeah. up in the goal and he was lost too so I felt like Mendy was just lost in that first goal but that second goal that West Ham scored that ended up getting disallowed oh yeah that was at the very end no yeah that was at the very end um, where it should have been a goal. I feel like it should have been a goal. Yeah, I remember they got a they got a good breakaway and then Cornet on a bounce just put it straight in the corner. And what yep. did they mark? They marked a foul, a foul earlier on the, on the keeper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bowen 
went straight at the keeper, kind of jumped over him, dragged his foot onto the body, uh-huh. and then it came back out to Cornet, and he just fucking blasted yeah. it. Which was interesting. Now, now I'm getting my memory back. Yeah, I saw a lot of people were arguing that if that goal doesn't go in, they still mark that foul anyways, which was kind of an interesting take that I thought. Yeah, um, but I feel like with VAR, it should have been allowed because you clearly see on VAR that Bowen is it's kind of like the Sendeja situation where he like lunges for the ball misses the ball doesn't touch it because mendy touches it and then he has to jump over mendy yeah. because he's out of balance and lunged when he does jump over mendy his foot drags and hits mendy on yeah. the on the arm and he's tr- he's trying to get out of the way yeah he's trying to get out of the way and the way mendy comes out as a goalie it looked like he was just trying to spit the ball out yeah he wasn't even trying he's not to- trying to grab it he just wanted <laughs> to hit it out of the box right yeah so then that tells me that's a fair play fair sequence of play so the goal should have stand stood um and even with var it should have been more clear um yeah i don't know what what ended up being the reasoning why they disallowed it oh yeah the, oh it was because you can't touch the keeper yeah but they say that in the little box right and he was yeah see that's another in thing. the six but he was out yeah he was like past the pk spot yeah and I, I just saw a lot of people arguing that the VAR is kind of taking the passion out of the game. Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Like if it's Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Um, I think I saw in Champions League, they use the new VAR where they have like the freaking, they can make even a, an animation. And then they like literally use like math almost to line it up. And one of the players was off by his toe. And he scored the goal afterwards. And people were just like, dude, like, if it's that close, there should almost be like a tie goes to the runner. Like, like whatever the ref marked, just kind of let it go. Yeah. Because, like, that's that's a little too wild. And, and that is, I think, the extreme situation. I think this is more like, okay, the ref kind of did his job and stuff. But, like, damn, that was a crazy game, crazy ending, crazy goal. That cat deserved that goal. Mm-hmm. What a strike. Mm-hmm. And Cornet, just a little side note, but that guy's been trying to get into the starting 11 with West Ham. And it just sucks that it gets disallowed. Now you lost three points or two points. Um, yeah, because of that that call. Yeah, I think I think it should have said. What, what other EPL um, game was good? What well, we just Tuko mentioned. Got sacked. Tuko got sacked. And we woke up to the news today that Graham Potter uh-huh. is now the coach. Graham Potter coming from Brighton. Yep. We talked about last week how crazy they've been doing lately because of this coach. Uh, Graham Potter has a history, has been coming from different clubs and just bringing them from lower divisions to first divisions, from uh, like doing okay in their leagues to being champions in their leagues. He is seen as like a mastermind. And when he came to Brighton, He's been doing wonders with them, yeah. bringing them to, to to the top spots compared to what they were before him, uh, selling a bunch of players, big-name players, and getting big money for them. So they're going to be good yeah. money-wise for a while now that he's gone. His release clause was like 44 or $40 million. Oh, they paid all of it? Yeah, Chelsea God, paid damn. that. And um, if we can backtrack, Tuchel got sacked because of his loss in the Champions League game against... Dynamo Zagreb. 
Yeah, the Polish team. But apparently, it's because Croatia. of a lot more, a lot more built up. Uh, oh, okay. People are saying that um, what led to it was like the um, there was a lot of drama in the summer because Tuchel was saying, "I don't even know if my team is going to be ready day one." Um, because he was asking for more players. They weren't giving him the players that he wanted. Um, the whole Barcelona stealing them, huh? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so apparently that buildup didn't have them good terms beginning the season, and then they just started the season. I've been doing okay. It's been boring. It's been boring, yeah, they can't score. Um, and then that was the straw that broke the camel's back, just losing in that game. And the drama that he's had with Conte, right, it's kind of... I think they got fined for it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and apparently just the relationship he's had with the owner has been bad, and then the they just American? got rid of him. The owner's American now. Pulisic? There's, uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people were posting memes that Pulisic is, like, laughing his ass off now that he's gone. Damn. And it's a level playing field now, right? So Pulisic has another chance to really show Graham Potter that he can play mm-hmm. over Kai Havertz or over Mason Mount. I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be real interesting what Potter does with that team. Yeah. I th- I th- I mean, he's not done anything to show me that he's going to do bad otherwise, but yeah. um it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what happens to Pulisic because I think this would be the last draw if this coach doesn't see him as good enough to start and to be a huge piece to it. I think it's not coaches or the program or whatever. It's Pulisic and he needs to go to a more mid-level team and get more minutes and prove there that he is worth it yeah like a Leeds Leeds last time we talked Newcastle yeah Newcastle he can go to those teams and make them top six to get to Europa or top eight to get to conference yeah like there's no shame in it he he would get 90 minutes get a fat contract Oh, Jamie Carragher from, I think it's from uh, Paramount Plus's coverage with uh, yeah Clint Dempsey and with Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. He, yeah. said, uh, he said straight up, Pulisic is not good enough to play for Chelsea. What do you think? I would like to think so, but I would want more opportunities. I would want him to fall on his face before I fully say it. But he, what in the last Champions League in semifinal, he scored one. That got them to the final or the uh, two two Champions Leagues ago when they won when Chelsea won it. Yeah, he was a big piece to it, right? But he's always been seen as like the eternal sub, right? The guy that comes yeah. off the bench and is crazy fast, changes things up, and that when he starts, he struggles because I mean sometimes players are better off the bench. Yeah, and um, I was uh, thinking about it, and they don't have like a like a central striker now. They do. Obama Yang. Yeah, but is Obama Yang like let's say um like Lukaku status where you can send him a ball in the air and Obama Yang can push yeah. people off ahead of it? Uh, maybe not fully push off, but he has the mechanics to like work around it. Which it's funny that you bring Lukaku because Lukaku is part of that cursed Chelsea players list because uh-huh. he was there, had those characteristics, and then did shit. Yeah, because I'm thinking you have Pulisic, which is more of like a like a ten mm-hmm. role, or a winger, or a winger. But then you have all of Kukureya goes up and down that line. Yeah. Uh, Reese James, the same thing. Yeah, uh, you have all these people who 
can get crosses, but you don't have anybody who's that center forward. Yeah. So it almost feels like he's not built for the system or he's not built for the players that are around him. There's too many. And it almost feels like, um, well, that's why maybe he doesn't get enough minutes because you have all these people in line waiting to get minutes. Yeah. I, so That's where I think a team like Leeds would be crazy for him because of their I style of play. he's good enough. He's good enough to be a, in a top yeah. Premier League player, but he hasn't proved it. Yeah. He's proved is, at other teams. Yeah, which is... But you got to prove it once you get to the Premier League. Yeah. Right? And so this is the point where you go to a mid-team, mid-table team and prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. What else do you see in Champions League? Atletico de Madrid. You see that game against Porto? I did not. Three goals the after the 90th minute. Oh, after the 90th. Yeah. What? All uh, all three were That's crazy. in the 90th. Um I only saw the Chelsea game against Dinamo, and then I saw the Ajax game. Ajax, we thought they were going to be weak, but they won 4-0 against Celtic. Edson Alvarez scored. Yeah. Edson Alvarez just scored the 1-0. Proving himself. But Atletico Madrid, Hermoso scored in the 91st, and then Mateo Suribe, your oh, old really? homie, scored in the 96th, ex-America player. I think he's captain at Porto now. Oh, wow. That's crazy. After Marchesin left. And then in the 90th plus 11, 111, 101. Jesus Christ, math. Uh, Griezmann scored a goal. Jeez. Like a last-minute header right at the line. And while uh, Pepe went in straight up, studs up, straight for his head. And Griezmann just poked the head in, dink, dinked it in, and won it. Interesting thing. Have you heard the thing about Griezmann that, like, they can't play him more than... Is it 30 or 6? It's 30 minutes. So No, I, it's 6. After the minute 60 that's is when, when they, they are there. The, they sub him in because yeah. he cannot average more than 30 minutes, which is interesting. This went to 101 minutes. Well, Barcelona so are suing them now. Oh, because they're... I don't know if it's because of the breach of the contract or if they're saying, oh, they're cheating the system, only playing him. Because they probably life. think that they're purposefully doing it or something, yeah. right? That's interesting. So... Barcelona needs money, so they got to sue other clubs. Yeah, Barcelona's going to freaking sue everyone. (coughs) What else you got? Today, my Arsenal won. Today, Arsenal won. Bebote scored two goals. He sure did. Uh, Came in as a sub. 4-2 against Lazio. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff today. But I think we will call it at that. Leave you guys wanting more. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll... we'll, uh, We'll come back next week with some more some more topics. No EPL next week, so we'll find some other stuff to talk about. We'll probably talk about the the rest of the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League games. True, true, true. And then what other drama um, Joseph Martinez wants to yeah? What other us? what other hijinks will ensue? But yeah, thanks thanks for listening in. Like we've always said, subscribe to us, rate us, send us some feedback, and thank y'all for listening in. Hope y'all like the intro jingle. The intro. See y'all.